0: Hi guys! Welcome to Advice You Didn't Ask For by Rebecca Snyder. I am she, she is me. Welcome if you're new here and welcome back and thank you for returning if you are not. I've noticed in my little stats thing on my podcast tracker that I have some returning... Subscribers, followers, listeners, whatever y'all want to be called. And uh, thank you so much because that like actually means a lot to me because I put a lot of time and effort into this podcast. So it's nice to know that at least somebody besides myself is listening to the podcast. Don't forget to rate and review my podcast and drop a follow if you enjoy your stay here. If you don't enjoy your time here, my name is Maisie Mitchell and this podcast is We Don't Sugarcoat. I am possibly starting a podcast called We Don't Sugarcoat with one of my friends, so stay tuned for that. If you would like to support me in my podcast, you can download one of the value-for-value value supporting apps. V4V allows you guys to support me by sending real-time Bitcoin payments through one of the supporting apps. I'll leave the link in the bio. Alright, so let's get into today's episode. If you don't know me or you haven't seen any of my other abroad studying videos, videos. I am Rebecca Snyder. I studied at Rowan University and during my second year I went to Barcelona for school. I would assume if you clicked on this video, this episode, you know what studying abroad is. But if not, let me break it down for you. So it depends on your school and it depends on the program that you pick, but it could range from anywhere from a couple months, AKA a semester to a year, AKA two semesters. And you can be sent to either a sister school in a foreign country or a school or program that your school approves of. I did the, I think it was like four to five months AIFS program through Rowan because it was an approved program. Back in college, I was a psych major, and the program that I really wanted to do didn't have psych classes. So I kind of just used up the rest of my extracurricular or whatever they're called, like the extra class credits to study abroad in Spain. That's not to say that there's not psych programs in Barcelona, but at least through the program that I wanted to go through, there was not. There was one in Madrid and I'm pretty sure Greece, but I really wanted to go to Barcelona. So I kind of just had to choose, do I want a psych program or do I want the location that I really want to go to? And I ended up choosing location. Now, before we get into the tips, I just want to say that it doesn't matter the destination, the length, the program, the school. I just want to give some general tips that I wish I knew before going into a study abroad program. I just wanna put a disclaimer that these tips are based on my experience and my trip. If some of these things don't resonate with you and your trip or how your trip is gonna play out, then take what's important and feels right to you and leave behind what doesn't. Everything is different from person to person and program to program, so not everything is gonna resonate with everybody. I am going to be telling you the hard truth in this video and that's not to put you off from studying abroad okay this is not to put you off from studying abroad this is just to tell you the things that your program leader or alumni when you know they're being watched by the program leaders they, these are things that they're probably not gonna tell you or they will tell you but not as in-depth as I'm gonna go so just keep all that in mind first thing I want to go over is to know your options. You really want to research and put in the effort to know everything you can about all the options that you have available to you. Picking the program and the school and the length and the destination can all be such big game changers when it comes to how your studying abroad program is going to play out for you. Some things that I recommend researching before you pick your program is cultural differences, the language spoken in the particular area. For me, when I was studying in Barcelona, of course I knew they spoke Spanish, like I went to Spain to better my Spanish, but was absolutely shocked to learn that there was another language that they spoke. People in Spain also speak Catalan. And the last thing is any traditions, norms, values that this country or this specific city has. The second thing that you need to really understand is researching the cost before and during your trip. I can't lie, like studying abroad was not a cheap experience, especially during these applications. They would hit you, like when you're applying for college, they hit you with these like hidden fees throughout the whole application. And I'm like, What is the reason? What is the reason? Of course the hidden costs will vary between program, location, like everything, like it'll vary. But like keep in mind that there are hidden costs on top of that big old bold number for the full program. Some of the hidden fees that hit me specifically was I had to go to New York to go to the consulate. So there was train tickets and there was taxi fares, there was visa fares, updating my passport and getting it extradited. For my program, your flight and a certain amount of luggage, like to an extent, was covered in that big initial fee. So it wasn't necessarily like a a hidden cost, but like if you don't know that your program gives you the option to book your own flight or book your own like transportation and luggage or whatever, then it can be a hidden fee because it possibly could be a lot cheaper to do it on your own instead of through the program. But like for me, we just did the booking of the flight and the luggage through my program. So like just really dive into what this big cost really equates to. Other stuff to like keep in mind, especially when you first get to the city, is like costs of shipping things over. Maybe you wanted to ship clothes over. Or you wanted to ship food over or decorations over. You wanted to ship something from your home over. Taxis. There wasn't Uber in Barcelona, but like transportation to get around once you get to the country. And the fact that the city that you're moving to might just be a more expensive place. Once you get there, you're also going to need to like take into consideration that you're going to want money for weekend trips. I went to Milan, Lake Como, I went to Mallorca, I went to Germany, I went to Ireland. Like, I had to have extra money for these weekend trips that I wanted to go on. You're also going to need money for eating out because that was my big thing. I wanted to make sure I had money so that I could try every restaurant around me. Like, I'm in a new country, I'm going to be eating as much food out as I can. I also got a gym membership because we love getting gains. Um, I don't remember what gym it was but it was really cheap it was literally like five bucks a month or something which was so nice and then other activities that are outside of your program and not like prepaid by your program which is like bars clubs museums parks there was a zoo not that far from my um apartment so especially during those first couple of weeks You really want to make sure that you're exploring the city and going out and doing things. And of course there's free things to do but I always like to tell people go and do the touristy things because they're going to be sitting in the back of your mind and you're possibly going to regret not doing them. So get those big touristy things out of the way. Just do them right when you get there and I'm telling you they will cost money. So just like You know, have that little bit of extra pocket cash to go do those touristy things. And then once you get those touristy things off the way, you can go and do all the free things that you can just explore and look around and vibe with. Organization, organization, organization. When you are studying abroad, it is crucial that you stay organized. Even before you leave, even before you're like gone and on this trip, there is going to be important documents and paperwork that you're gonna have to handle and take care of. You will need to have your passport and make sure that it's renewed and up to date. You'll need a visa. You'll need travel and health insurance. You'll most likely have to at least apply for and Possibly handle paperwork from your school and class scheduling from the host school. Applying through housing through your program or when you get there. At least for my program, all of these things had like harsh, specific, hard set deadlines that you need to submit things on or like kapooey. Like the whole application progress was going to just go... Bye! I have a wonderful time. And if you really want this program to go as smooth as possible, you need to stay organized and stay on top of these deadlines. Also, when you get to this country, like you need to stay organized with all of the documents that you have. I made sure to bring like a thousand copies of everything and I made sure to all keep them in hidden places, but places that I remembered. And I always kept track of my passport, my visa, like everything. Number four do not overpack. Thankfully my mom helped me pack and I also watched a bunch of videos on like what you should and shouldn't pack. Plus my mom bought me like a decent sized suitcase so like if I did you know overpack in the end it would still all fit in my suitcase. However I do know a few people who overpacked and either had to like ship a bunch of oversized very expensive boxes back home or they had like four suitcases coming home from studying in Spain. Like it was (laughs) ridiculous. I can make a how you should pack for studying abroad video if that will be helpful. Just let me know. But for me, I packed a bunch of clothes. I packed a bunch of toiletries that I knew I could not get in Barcelona. The rest I waited till I got to Barcelona to buy. Some school supplies and I brought like a few decorations from home but they were nothing more than like a little potted fake plant and like an alarm clock so i'm just gonna say it do not pack all of your fucking belongings okay do not pack all your belongings as tempting as it may be you do not need everything pack what is necessary the likelihood is you're gonna go clothes shopping you're gonna go tchotchke shopping you're gonna get room decorations, you're gonna do a shit ton of shopping and coming home with your packed to the brim suitcase that cannot fit anything else and now having to figure out what to do with the rest of this shit, it's gonna be a nightmare. Leave some room in that suitcase to pack things that you're gonna buy. Like you're gonna buy clothes, you don't need to pack your whole fucking closet like pack some clothes, pack some statement pieces, and then you're probably gonna buy shit when you get there. Five, consider the weather and clothes to bring. To go off my last point, it's really important to do the research on what the weather is going to be like for the time frame that you're there and also just like the general location of where you're going. This will definitely help with not overpacking. I'm from New Jersey where the weather is so fucking bipolar. Like yesterday was flurrying, there was snow yesterday, and today it's like 60 degrees. Like it's not even funny. <laughs> I went to Barcelona during the last of the winter months and the start of the spring months. To the natives of Barcelona, this is cold weather. This is like wearing big jackets, parkas, boots long pants sweaters like this was cold weather but to my crackhead new jersey head ass this is jeans and a crop top or a cocktail dress and an alcohol jacket really understanding the weather will give you such a good gauge on like Okay, I'm gonna be here in the winter in fucking Ireland. No need for crop tops because I will not be able to wear them. Another thing to keep in mind is the country or just areas... Norms and do's and don'ts for clothes. If you're going to a more modest country, you want to bring clothes and dress appropriately to like what their customs are. You don't want to disrespect this area's culture. And like if you have a problem with like, oh, I don't want to wear more modest clothes, then don't go to this area. Like it's that simple. like if you don't if you want to go to a modest place, but that would mean you know, covering up a little more, but you don't want to cover up a little more, then just don't go. Or at least don't go for as long as a semester would be. You could maybe go for like vacation or something. It's really important to respect this country's customs, norms, and like do's and don'ts. The sixth thing to keep in mind is it's not always easy. I made a whole video on like this topic specifically so I can link it up in the little thing on top of the video and down in the bio but i want to repeat these things here because they're really important moving to a new country place or abroad is not an easy feat okay you're probably gonna have to deal with challenges problems mistakes issues that either you weren't prepared to deal with or you've never had to deal with in your life before. When you look through a lot of people's studying abroad videos, you see all like the rainbows and kittens and happy times and they don't really show you the big bad and the ugly, which is honestly a huge part of studying abroad, but not a lot of videos show that because why would you wanna show that? Now don't get me wrong, all of the fun and the explorations and the trips and the making friends and all of that fun does happen but it's not gonna happen without some issues or something that you will have to deal with there's always going to be a problem or issue behind the scenes you could experience things like culture shock or having to adapt to a new environment and not knowing how to language barriers finding new friends especially if you didn't come with any difference in class setups class schedules, teaching styles, grading systems, lifestyle changes, homesickness. But I do wanna just like reassure you, like don't worry, this is all normal. Everybody goes through at least a little bit of this and it's okay and normal to feel like lonely or scared at first. And even throughout the whole process. It's a very fun but can be very isolating process. Number seven. Homesickness and loneliness are going to be way more prevalent than you think they are and it's going to be there whether you think it will or not. Being homesick and feeling lonely isn't something that a lot of like influencers are going to want to show you in their videos because that's depressing and they want views and they don't want to make people sad so they're not going to show being homesick. But I just want to reiterate and say it's very normal and it's a very common thing thing that those who study abroad go through like take it from me it's literally a natural emotion and feeling you've essentially left your life behind to go study abroad you've left your friends your entire family pets if you have a partner your partner your comfort zone an environment that you're used to you're going to miss everyone okay trust me at first i didn't want to accept the fact that i was going to miss everyone because i was like freedom oh my god freedom 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 it's like a dog with a squirrel freedom freedom Oh my God, freedom, hi, freedom. I'm gonna miss nobody because holy shit, let's go have fun. So I'd fill my days to the brim with shit to do so that I didn't even have time to feel lonely or homesick. This was definitely not a healthy way of like coping with being homesick and feeling lonely. You're going to miss everyone and the life that you left behind to go study abroad. So it is very important to stay connected with those that are back in your home country so that you feel connected to them, which in turn will help you feel less lonely and homesick. You can even have family, friends, people visit you, or if you have some sort of like a spring break or winter break or whatever, like a extended break, you can go home and visit them. My dad came for a couple of days to Barcelona just to say hi and see how things are going, how I settled in, and then for spring break, my mom's sister and brother met me in Ireland. Again, just remember that all of this is just a part of the studying abroad experience. The way you handle these things and if you keep reminding yourself about your goals and why you're doing this, it will really help shape your trip. You may really need to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Like I was so nervous to go by myself because I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be so alone and I'm going to be so homesick. And I could barely go to the grocery store by myself. Now here I am in a foreign country, like I had to push myself out of my comfort zone to do this. Which leads me into my eighth thing that you should know before studying abroad. Get out your comfort zone. Getting out of your comfort zone is crucial. It's critical, my guy especially those first few days and even first week. I know this seems and sounds like such a daunting task, but like you already took that big leap out of your comfort zone to go study abroad, okay? So like what's stepping a little further out of that comfort zone? This trip is not gonna be easy, okay? So especially with that in mind, I know that pushing yourself is going to be fucking scary, but like not a lot of things in life in general come easy. I went to my program knowing nobody and I was so scared to meet all the girls in my building and in my program and I was like so daunted by this task that at first I like I had trouble with clicking and getting to know these girls. I can say though it's a lot scarier in your head than it actually is. My last thing that you need to know is you may or may not make lifelong friends from this trip reasonably you need to understand that you might not get along with everybody of course you'll make friends or like really good acquaintances but you might not make that lifelong bestie i did i made a few lifelong besties and it wasn't easy it took a while to find these people and i honestly didn't become friends with them until like Towards the end of my trip, which sucked because they live all the way across the United States in Arizona. When I was first starting out my trip, I didn't get along with the girls in my building. Like, I think I went over it in the video that I did a year ago. Like, I did not get along with them. The two, like, head honchos of the group that were in this building, I think it was, like, four girls. And not including myself. But, like, the head honchos were kind of bitches. They weren't nice and I mean I don't want to like judge them off after knowing them only for like a couple weeks to a month But like they just were not nice people. So like I didn't get along with them But I just want to say like that's okay. Like you're not gonna get along with everyone You come from different backgrounds You come from different like ways of life and sides of life and the way that I carried myself and how I portrayed myself was just not Clicking with how they portrayed themselves. After a while, I realized I couldn't put up with their pretentiousness and their just like snobbiness and rudeness. And I had stayed with them for so long because I was like, oh my God, I'm never gonna find another group of people and I don't wanna have to start all over again. But after I hit my limit, I said, fuck you. Bye. It took a little bit but I started talking to one of the girls who sat next to me in class and she introduced me to all of her friends who then introduced me to all of their friends and I was part of this big old happy group of people and it took a while and it took effort because I had to put myself out there which means I had to come out of my comfort zone and out of all the people I met like I was friends with all of them and they were really good people and it was really nice and two of them I felt I got really fucking close with and like even to the point where I've visited them twice since my trip to Barcelona. However, I do wanna say that this might not be the case. Like you might not find your lifelong bestie if you came with your lifelong bestie or you came with somebody that you already knew whether you're friends with or acquaintances with from your homeschool because then you two are gonna be attached at the hip and it's gonna be hard to make other lifelong besties. And even if you come alone, you might not make lifelong besties. Like you might just make friends there was just a lot of things that these people and i clicked on and like morally and our values and how we portray ourselves and just like everything clicked so right it just it was like a puzzle piece like we fit in like that but i want you guys to know that you might not like it's okay if you don't maybe you're just coming home with acquaintances or friends and that's okay. I also want to say that like if you don't come home with lifelong besties that's normal that's fine there's nothing wrong with you don't even think that okay like get the shit out your brain right now it's literally like luck of the draw like it's literally like winning the lottery like you might or you might not i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and i hope to see you next week for a new upload don't forget to drop a follow and rate and view my podcast because it means a lot to me if you want to support me in this podcast click the link to the value for value website and support me with real time bitcoin payments and um please stay safe out there guys because it's a crazy fucking world we live in shit i don't have my water bottle with me oh my god how am i gonna drink water with you guys well drink some water i'll go drink some water once i'm done filming go pet a dog go touch some grass go make yourself a nice meal go say hi to a friend go research some study abroad programs and i'll see you guys next week bye